Hello, everybody. It's Nick Frost here. I'm one of the co-founders of CRMG, Cyber Risk Management Group. Today, we're going to be talking about how to change senior management's perception of information security, and especially for the better. I'm introducing two of my colleagues today. I have Todd Wade and Andrew Wilson. Todd, if you want to give us a snapshot of who you are, what you've done. Sure, Nick. I've been in cybersecurity technology for 20 plus years. Used to be the head of technology for Skechers Sports here in Europe. Worked on multiple cybersecurity roles in the past, but the most recent being the CISO for the largest sports network in the world. Great. Thank you very much, Andrew. Hi, Nick. I'm working as a cybersecurity consultant. Previously worked for ICL Fujitsu, the Information Security Forum, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and Dyson. And similar to Todd, I've been in the field now for 20 plus years. And that's me. Thank you. Superb. Okay, so folks, we're tackling probably one of the key topics that uh, anyone listening will face at some point, and that's really trying to get, if you like, the senior management to have a very clear understanding of information security. And there may be some perceptions out there today with senior management that we need to correct when it comes to information security. So let me kick this off, uh, Todd. What's your experience around the perception of information security? And how are we going to fix this? I think you have to look at the history of information security. Previously, in the past, information security was just a part of IT. And you had just a series of technical controls. This is before the internet. But security has really shifted beyond that. It's shifted where it's not about technical controls anymore so much as it's about risk management. Yeah, And with this change comes a rethink on how to approach security. And so a lot of companies, especially brick-and-mortar companies, older companies, are still kind of stuck in the route of security is a technical function, and they haven't necessarily transitioned that to a risk function, and how the decisions made in the security department impact the entire company way beyond what a technical department would. Yeah. And so there's a real lack of understanding, and there's a cultural shift that has to happen for these perceptions to change. Right. So is it more to do with what we're not being, we're not making this correlation between a, you know, a cyber risk, if you like, and the kind of business consequences that makes more sense to, to management? Is that a translation issue that's that's the problem? But the first step is going to be, it's going to be the leadership problem of your CISOs of companies now are influencers. Yeah. They have to be able to be persuasive they have to be able to influence multiple departments, departments, heads, and executives. If they don't have this skill set, then they're really going to struggle yeah. to change perception. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Andrew, you've been a CISO as well in your past life, so this sounds familiar. I think it's particularly difficult to take the senior executives with you on this journey to help them understand what is, what is important to manage information risk or cyber risk in the organisation. Mm. I think Todd's right. The, the perception in the past has been almost that it's a, um, it's a contained technical activity. Yeah. And consequently, if someone's in the role, the problem has disappeared. And so there is a lack of, of awareness, not just at that executive level, but probably throughout the organisation on the part of people that... Um, Security has tends to have, when it's badly managed, when the risks associated with it are not managed effectively, its implications are far more wide-reaching. 
Yeah. Than just the fact that the job has not been done properly. The nebulous nature of risk makes it difficult for people to understand how an incident, incident in InfoSec or cybersecurity could actually affect the organisation. And that, that's the translation bit yeah. and influencing bit that the CISO needs to be good at, needs to be effective at, and to do it in a way so it doesn't come over as either preaching, motherhood, um, or alarmist. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, you know, I remember my career started 20-plus years ago in, in cyber and there seems to be this kind of tradition of, you know, talk about disasters to the board, you know, get them to understand what what impact could look like if there was a major breach. And these were the days when it probably was called IT security, cybersecurity as a term didn't, didn't even exist then. And then we went through this kind of phase of then saying, well, let's not talk about negative. Let's let's talk about the benefits of getting security right. And I haven't exactly seen both approaches work. So in your view, coming back to you, Todd, should we be pitching a kind of a, a negative scene if you don't get security and therefore invest in it? Or should we be sort of aiming, you know, towards, look, get this fixed. This gives you this level of assurance. What is the kind of underlying message that we should be pumping out there to the senior senior managers? I think you have to make it relevant to the senior managers. You have to frame the security issues and the terminology that will make it meaningful to them. Okay. So for, for an example, you could talk to a CFO and you could talk to them all day long about how you, your vulnerability scans are showing these types of results based on whatever software you might be using. Yeah. But if you go to that CFO and you frame the talk as not from a technical perspective, but you tell them you're going to experience financial losses, yeah, loss of brand reputation because of this. Yeah. You frame it in a terminology that they understand and make it personal to them that they can relate to. They're not going to relate to a technical talk yeah, to sure. them. And sure. I think that's one of the challenges that you have to do in order to get them to change the perception of security. Yeah. Speak to them, get their buy-in, but you have to make it more personal and communicate it in a way that they will relate to. Okay. Because I've often heard the term of the CISO now gets it, now, you, now you've got to deliver. And I think partially that, in my view, that is true. You know, you can't not understand the risk to the business as a result of cyber because mm-hmm. cyber security is weaved into everything, you know, delivery, availability, protecting your brand. But it does feel like there's still a bit of a vacuum there with really having, I suppose, an actionable view of what cybersecurity is so yeah, that they can yeah. get actually hands-on involved. Yeah, I would agree with that observation. I think there's a gap there between understanding what information cybersecurity is about and incidents that occur and affect organisations. And I think executives, they do get that. This is widespread knowledge in the public domain. Mm. What they don't get is how that manifests itself in terms of work that has to go on on the ground, yeah. perhaps implementing controls, perhaps taking particular management decisions about investment, about strategy, about approaches in info and cybersecurity. Yeah. And to me, the key stumbling block has always been around, as Todd alluded to, is the, link, is the linkage between the objectives of the organisation and, and how they can be affected yeah. by poor information security or poor risk management. Yeah. That's where the language gets bridged. Because if you're talking about things that can genuinely derail the core objectives of the organisation which are articulated in 
business strategy, the business yeah, plan, the annual the report, the annual report. There, this sort of stuff is in there. Yeah. If there's a, a strong linkage between that and the work that needs to happen on the ground, yeah, then you can you can clearly show, and it's hierarchical. You can clearly show how things that you're doing on the ground affect the achievement of those business objectives. Yeah. Which may be to, for example, grow revenue by a certain amount, yeah. reduce costs by a certain amount, um, improve supply chain yeah. in, in a particular manner. But those are all, that, that's business language, that's business metrics, business data that yeah. business people are interested in. That's the sort of stuff that keeps them awake at night. Okay. If they have an understanding of how InfoSec can affect that, and you can articulate a logical argument, then you can show how a control right down on the bottom that a guy in networks is implementing. Yeah. Okay. If it is implemented well or it's not implemented well, how that could have a, a consequential impact on the achievement of, yeah. of objectives. And then it suddenly becomes real because you see you have a direct line of sight between the work going on at the coalface yeah. and the achievement of the business objectives. Not yeah. the achievement of an infosec objective, the achievement of the business business objective. Yeah. And I think that's that's when it becomes real for executives. Okay. All right. To support that is a difficult and interesting undertaking because that that means you have to get your whole GRC thing yeah. sorted out. Yeah. So is this kind of correlation then, which, as you say, you know, is not the easiest thing to be able to achieve. I mean, I know, you know, in my experience in previous companies before, we've often we've often had a, if you like, a champion within the business in to support the security agenda, primarily because, you know, I mean, these were large corporate organizations. The executive board was, they needed somebody to kind of do the translation piece between the security function to the board. That method actually worked really, really well because we and some of the organizations we worked for, it wasn't that mature. That line of communication wasn't that mature. So despite the fact that we thought that we were articulating cybersecurity risk profile into business terms, clearly we weren't. So we tended to utilize head of legal, could have been head of procurement, you know, a business manager, if you like, who got cyber at the right level and was able to be able to then sort of, you know, communicate that up to the board that that they could easily understand. And also, you know, there was a familiar face, if you like, that was was pitching that message. And the reason I mention this, Todd, is and we all speak, you know, you guys as well as us, you know, in CRMG, we speak with a lot of CISOs. And, we you know, a lot of CISOs, new CISOs, you know, they go in, they have a sort of their first meeting with the management. It's a great meeting. You know, everything kicks off. And then you've got the struggle of, well, how do you maintain that communication? Sometimes I feel like CISOs feel they've got to present something new every time they're speaking to senior management. But, you know, I'll bring you in on this. You were just talking about a champion there. It's becoming clear that one of the key positions for a CISO is to hire a training and awareness person, yeah. investing in a quality person, because they don't have the time or necessarily the resources to do this. But a training and awareness person can be that champion throughout the company where their whole job is to create cybersecurity awareness, Yeah, to create programs that can work and get this message across. Yeah. To, to that. On the other side, uh, back to Andrew's good point about metrics. Yeah. Being able to walk into senior executives with evidence, yeah. metrics that matter to them, and being able to show them in clear terms, this is what we got, and then framing those metrics in terminology they all understand. Yeah. 
Good. Okay, so a couple of points from me because we, we're going to wrap this piece up. Firstly, big thanks for uh, for your contributions, your own experience here. I think what's coming out loud and clear for me is, firstly, CISOs don't have any choice but to get to understand how they need to communicate to the business. I do think that there's a couple of key nuggets here which have come out. Firstly, I think this sort of metrics and framing those metrics into something very meaningful. And that could go to, Andrew, your point about linking that to objectives and pointing out those objectives and how clear they are in the annual report, the strategy. I think this, the sort of third point is really about, and this may be just sort of aimed at CISOs, is think of who is in the business that can help put some uh, some power behind your argument. You know, are there people there that can support your message? And are these people, you know, are they well-respected? Are they frequent people that are attending board meetings? So let me just finish off. I just Maybe just one or two key nuggets of information from yourself that you want to sort of suggest to people listening to this podcast when it comes to changing the perception of uh, senior management's view of information security. So, Andrew, do you want to kick us off? I mean, I'd just like to reinforce the comment I made earlier about the having a direct linkage between the business objectives and the work of the cybersecurity practice. And I think that carries more weight than any other message. At the end of the day, in fact, it's actually very personal because it's about people achieving, executives achieving the targets and goals that they've been set at that senior level. So if it's couched in that type of terminology, as we've spoken about, then it becomes very, very meaningful. I think in contrast to that, trying to create awareness through particular individuals is laudable, but it's, it's likely to be fragile and break down, when, particularly when those individuals either leave the organisation, and you see this happen quite often, or they're undermined in some way. So it's a little bit of a fragile type of way of trying to actually promote messages to do with information security. Okay, good. Thank you. Todd, last few words? I would just add to that, build a network of influencers within your company of senior executives Mm -hmm. that are on board with your mission. Yeah. Get these people on board. Because you can't do it alone. It's no, gonna It's going to require it. It's a complete team effort. Yeah. And the more people you have buying in that can help you accomplish your task, the better. All right, good. Superb. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for your insights. Uh, thank you all for listening. It's Nick Frost from CRMG. And please listen in to our other podcast. Thanks a lot. 